other encounters and uh, in this particular section we're looking at physical manifestations that accompany our encounters with the Holy Spirit and in um, this particular section we're looking at the, the um, manifestation of tongues for tongues is the main evidence of one being filled with the Holy Spirit we've already seen that and it is of vital importance to the saint that they be able to give themselves over to pray in other tongues. We have had a look at some aspects around it already. We're going to continue in that vein today. Um, and so it's, it, it, it is speaking in other tongues, we said, is the main evidence of one being filled with the Holy Spirit. We've, we've dealt with that issue. Um, but it is also this gift of tongues is such an important and a vital element given to the body of Christ. And so the saints really do need to tap into that resource given to them by God. And so in today's um, teaching, we're going to have a look at um, just who is praying with other tongues when we do pray in the spirit. And then we also want to have a look at the aspect of our prayers of understanding and our prayers in the spirit as to the hindrances that can occur in the one area but not in the other. And so the passage that we'll open up with today is in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2 to 18. The Apostle Paul writing and he says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks. Mysteries, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit Praise, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Verse 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. And so the Apostle Paul placed great emphasis on speaking in other tongues. Why does he do that? Because he says he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but speaks directly to God. And then he calls it prayer. For he says, uh, for in verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. And so when we, when the saint is speaking in tongues, they're in effect praying directly to God. Now that prayer is directly heard by God. Now, something we need to understand. Paul equates praying with the t in tongues and praying with his spirit as synonymous terms. For he says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. And Paul differentiates praying with his spirit and praying with his understanding. So we need to also understand that um, we have an inward man, just as we have the outward man. The outward man is this physical body we dwell in. The inward man is made up of... of different parts. Two of the main components of the inward man is the mind and the other main component is the spirit. Now, to, in order to understand that, that concept, we can have a look at the outward man, the physical body. Um, the physical body has various organs and each organ performs its own function. Uh, think about the brain for argument's sake and the heart. The heart performs one function, the brain performs another. Nevertheless, both organs are required in order for the body to function. Um, you take the brain away, the body can't function. Uh, take the heart away, the body can't function. Put them together and both working uh, separately but in unison, the body functions. So it is with the inward man as well. 
we have, as I say, these two main components. There are other parts to the inward man, the mind and the spirit. Now, they are separate uh, parts of the inward man and perform separate functions. But they both are designed by God to work together so that the man can operate and function. And so the mind performs one function, the spirit another. And we see that concept working very clearly for us in this particular passage of Scripture. Because when the saint prays with tongues, it is their spirit that is doing the praying, not their minds. And so what happens is the spirit takes control of the vocal cords and begins to speak in its language directly to God. And the mind is completely bypassed. The mind has no place, no role in this whole process. And that is why when one prays in tongues, one can think about anything else because the mind is not understanding what is being said. The mind is not controlling what is being said. And so the mind can think about something else while the spirit is praying its language. Now, when we pray with our minds, with our understanding, it's different because somebody once said, the mind shuts up to hear what the mouth has got to say. And that's exactly the truth. When we are speaking with our understanding, our mind is focused on what we're saying. Because why? The words are coming from our mind, from our understanding. And so you, we cannot think about something else and speak about something at the same time. The two are always going to be in unison. However, when we pray in tongues, we can think about something else. Because it's now our spirits that are doing the praying. So it's a very important concept we need to learn and understand about praying in tongues. Is that it's... A, a separate part of the inward man that is in fact doing the praying and is in fact petitioning the Lord. Now, um, Paul places great emphasis, as I say, on praying in other tongues. In fact, he um, places praying with in his spirit um, more emphasis than praying with the understanding. Uh, again, we just need to understand that praying with tongues and praying with the spirit are synonymous terms. In verse 14 he says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So that, that, they're synonymous terms. But Paul in verse um, eight, 15 says, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with my spirit and I will pray with my understanding. So Paul places praying with his spirit first. And, and that's why he says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. But Paul recognized very clearly this um, exceptional benefit that the Lord has given to us of being able to pray with our spirits. Now, why is it so important for the saints to be able to pray with their spirits? Well, when we are praying for any individual, our understanding about the, their situation um, is extremely limited. We only know what they tell us and what we observe in the natural. But as to their inner, the, 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 their thoughts in their inner heart um, and the, the real circumstances around their lives, it is only God who knows that and God the Holy Spirit who knows that. Now God the Holy Spirit reveals that to our spirits and thus we can pray with our spirits in our spiritual language the perfect will of God for a particular person or any situation that we're bringing before the Lord in prayer. And so the prayers of understanding, even somebody who is um, fully, um, not fully, but has very clear understanding of the, of the Word of God. Think about the Apostle Paul. Uh, he had more revelation given to him than any other 
uh, apostle in, 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 in the New Testament. And obviously that equates to any other uh, minister of the Lord all through the ages, even up until now. The apostle Paul received the most revelation. But even he recognized that even though he had such a, uh, a high degree of, of revelation of the word of God and the will of God, um, his understanding was almost minuscule in comparison to what he really needed to pray about. And thus he gave himself over to praying with other tongues, with his spirit, more often than anyone else. Now, again, the Apostle Paul didn't pray in tongues more than anyone else because he was more anointed by God to speak in other tongues than anyone else. Not at all. He did that because he chose to do that. And so, as I say, it's, it is so important for the saints to recognize that this gift that is given to us, because one who speaks in a tongue speaks directly to God. Those prayers are always heard by God, and they are always prayed according to the perfect will of God. And so it is very important for us to pray with other tongues. Now, there's this other aspect as well, that praying with the Spirit, praying with other tongues, has an added benefit as well to the believer. And the, the benefit that we have is that our prayers of understanding can be hindered. In other words, and those when I say hindered, those prayers in actual fact are not heard by God. I'm talking about believers now. But the prayer of the Spirit, our prayers of praying with tongues, praying with the Spirit, are never hindered. And so there is this added benefit, as I say, by praying with the Spirit, we are assured those prayers are always heard. But it's not always the case that when we pray with our understanding that those, those prayers are always heard. So what, how do we know that? Well, the one aspect we will we'll pick up now in Scripture is when the saint is walking in unrighteousness, the Scripture teaches us that God doesn't hear those prayers. So let's just have a look at a, a couple of passages of Scripture and then we'll, un, we'll explain the concept. Uh, uh, scripture in, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is a passage that is written to believers, to Christians. And so the scripture is very plain that if we commit sin before the Lord, the requirement is, is that we have to confess those sins to him and obviously repent of those sins. When we do that, God is faithful and just and he forgives us those sins. And so those sins are done away with. Um, and when he does that, the scripture says, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So the converse of that scripture would be, if we do not confess our sins, he does not cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in other words, that saint who is walking in unrepentant sin before the Lord is now walking in unrighteousness. Not, not walking in righteousness. Why? Because they haven't had their sins uh, are cleansed. They haven't confessed them. He hasn't cleansed them from the unrighteousness that they're walking in. So now they're walking in unrighteousness. That has an impact on the saints' prayer life. When saints, talking about believers now, are walking in unrighteousness, it impacts negatively on their prayer life. You said, where do we pick that up in? Let's have a look at this passage of scripture. 1 Peter 3, verse 7 to 12. The scripture says, 
husbands, likewise, dwell with them, talking about their wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Why, Peter? That your prayers may not be hindered. Verse 12. Now, this is the clincher. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And so, very clearly in this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Peter is trying to teach us the concept that if we walk outside of love, and so not walking in love towards your wife is walking in unrighteousness. The same concept is not walking in love towards your brother and sister in Christ, is walking in unrighteousness. Now when that happens, Paul and Peter says our prayers are hindered. Why are they hindered? Because God's ears are open to the righteous. And so somebody said, I thought we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's exactly the case. It is our spirits that have been made righteous in Christ Jesus. That is where we are born again. For um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. And so it is the spirit of the born again believer that is born again and has been made righteous with the righteousness of God. But it is one thing to be made righteous. It's another thing entirely to walk in righteousness. And so when a believer, Christian now, walks in unrighteousness, walks in sin towards their brothers or sisters in Christ, whichever sins they might be practicing, when they are walking in unrighteousness, what happens is, is that their conscience convicts them and their spirit also convicts them and says to them, this is not right. We should not be walking down this path. Because don't forget, we have these two components to the inward man, our minds, our understanding, and our spirits. Spirits are born again. Spirits are righteous. Spirits will always walk in righteousness. In fact, they can only walk in righteousness. 1 John 3, 9 says to us that he who is born of God cannot sin. doesn't say won't sin. It says he can't. It's impossible. Why? Because the spirit is born of God, has the nature of God. And so when a Christian of their own uh, free will chooses to walk in sin, unrighteousness, the spirit of that believer will uh, condemn them and their conscience will also condemn them. You can't do that. But nevertheless, they can because they have a free will and so they can walk there. Now, when they walk in that place, they are walking in unrighteousness. What has happened now? The prayers of the understanding are now being hindered. They're not being heard by God anymore because God's ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. But there is a saving grace here. What's the saving grace? The spirit remains righteous, even though the saint is walking in unrighteousness. And so the, the prayers of the spirit remain heard by God. And so when we are... And when a Christian is walking in unrepentance and they pray with their understanding, God's ears become deafened to those prayers. Those prayers are not heard. The scripture is very plain to us on that issue. However, if that same saint were to then begin to pray with their spirits in other tongues, those prayers would be heard by God. You say, well, what's the point? Well, the point is very clear to us that the, that the spirit would then be praying 
the perfect will of God for that saint. Now the saint is walking in unrepentant sin. The saint is now praying with his spirit. What is his spirit praying to God? To sort the saint out, that he would, he would be brought to a place of repentance whereby he can then um, repent of his unrepentant sin and confess his sin and thus be made uh, clean um, through the blood of the Lamb and made righteous, will walk cleansed from all unrighteousness again. And thus his prayers of understanding can once again be heard by God. And so even for saints who are walking in unrepentant sin, who give themselves over to praying with their spirits, have those prayers heard. And as I say, those prayers will always be uh, petitioning the Father to work um, circumstances around the saint's life to bring them to that place of repenting of their sin and thus being brought back into fellowship with the Lord. And so the, the, the concept that we wanted to get across today is that praying with the Spirit and praying in tongues are synonymous terms. And it's that part of the inward man that is doing the praying. The mind, the understanding, has no, no role to play in that process at all. And so we, we have these two types of prayer, praying with the understanding and praying with the Spirit. And that's why the saints who have never been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues are so limited in their prayer lives because they don't have access to this other dimension, which is a far greater dimension. Because don't forget the Apostle Paul placed more emphasis on praying with tongues than he did on praying with his understanding. So we need to understand the concept. He made the comment, about speaking in tongues in a church. He said, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than 10,000 words with, with, with my spirit in a church environment. So the, the Apostle Paul is alluding to the fact that in his prayer life, he reversed that. He would rather pray 10,000 words with tongues than five words with his understanding in his prayer life because he understood the benefit of praying with the Spirit. So that's the one aspect. And then as I say, we understand from Scripture that the prayer of our tongues is always heard by God. There's never a blockage there. There's no hindrance to those prayers. And however, with regards to the prayers of understanding, very often those prayers are hindered because the saint is now walking with their understanding in unrighteousness. They're not being cleansed. Those prayers are not heard by God. And that's a very important truth that we need to understand around this manifestation of praying with other tongues. And we're going to end the teaching on that one.